0: Welcome to the Thriving in Midlife podcast. I'm Tamara Ortigal, your show host and midlife mentor. If you've been feeling a little restless lately and thinking about making some changes, you're not alone. Midlife has been affectionately called a second adolescence. This is a great time to possibly change careers, update your skills, develop some hobbies, travel to near and faraway places, move to a different city, or use your energy and creativity in ways that spark something new. If you are looking for inspiration, you're in the right place. My guests and I chat about what they're up to in their 50s and beyond, and the impact following their heart is having on their health, relationships, income potential, and so much more. I know you're going to enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today. Lucy Ehrenberg is the founder and director of LifeSpark Counseling and Wellness Center in Hinsdale. She is passionate about improving the mental and emotional health of her clients, Having experienced childhood trauma, addictions, and digestive issues, she knows what it takes to reclaim your health. Lucy offers traditional counseling services along with hypnotherapy, meditation, Reiki, sound therapy, and visualization. This whole body approach has made healing possible for so many of her clients. I know you're going to enjoy hearing about her personal journey to well-being and all of the amazing ways she shares her gifts with others. Hello, Lucy, and welcome to the Thriving in Midlife podcast. Hi,
1: Tamara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this conversation. I think everyone listening is going to really enjoy the uh, topic of our conversation today.
1: Well, I hope I mean, we have a lot to talk about. Thank you again for having me on your show.
0: Yeah. So to begin, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure, yeah, I am a uh, licensed uh, clinical psychotherapist and I'm the owner and founder and president of LifeSpark Counseling and Wellness Center. I'm located in Hinsdale, Illinois. Uh, and I'm also, in addition to that, I'm also an energy uh, healer practitioner and I um, incorporate energy psychology protocols along with traditional talk therapy um so that's kind of you know what i what i'm all about and um i take a different approach than most psychotherapists um i feel as if talk therapy is is absolutely beneficial but for many clients once when they they have this aha moment many times things in their lives don't really change. Um, And so that's where I find the energy work, the subtle energy healing work um, comes into play. So I like to uh, do that in tandem with talk therapy for my clients. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. I love what you're doing because I do think that um, it is wonderful to be able to talk it out, but you know, as you know, um, these experiences, traumatic experiences get lodged in our body, in the cells and organs of our body, and they need to be released. And because we are energetic beings, um, you know, we can use Reiki and other, uh, therapies to go ahead and release those. So I think it's wonderful that people can utilize your services for all those different needs.
1: Well, thank you very much. And I, 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 Feel the same way. I actually started off as an energy practitioner back in 2014. And, you know, I realized at that time that I needed to, to get to the root cause consciously with, with many of my clients. So that's when I decided I am going back to school to learn psychology more in depth. My uh, bachelor's was in psychology I graduated from DePaul in 1997 but I felt like the energy healing on its own was still not enough and I I keep going back to the word alchemy so many times in life when we have one one modality one way of doing something it's not enough in many ways um you know it's almost like when you're making a recipe right if that missing ingredient uh is not there? It's not going to taste the same way. So, back in you know 2014, 2015, I decided yes, I am going to go back to school. I, I enrolled in graduate school at uh, Benedictine, and understood the fundamentals of how important uh, counseling is to the healing process. So I sort of did things backwards. Many therapists that I know will start off counseling and then may add on a few modalities like Reiki or quantum touch to their practice, or maybe not at all. Um, so I, I found myself, I did it in reverse, which is just fine. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so here I am with, with uh, Spark Center.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I really love, and I want to be, you know, someone who encourages people to look at complementary medicine, you know, integrative, I think there's such beauty in using traditional and holistic approaches to get, you know, to get resolution, you know, we have to find the root cause. And sometimes there may be a prescription medication that's necessary, um, long term or temporarily. And then there's all these other ways that we support the body. And I think together, um, you know, they can really have a robust way of getting things done for people. So I, Um, I tend to kind of like to be that bridge between the two and it sounds like you do too.
1: I, I could not agree more. I, I have a, a personal experience with that back in, uh, I think it was 2006. In fact, I remember the day very clearly, February 3rd, 2006, I had a diverticulitis attack. My kids were very small. I did not know what was happening to me the pain I tell my friends was worse than childbirth. Anyone who's had any type of gastro issues can relate to what I'm saying. Um, And, you know, subsequently from 2006 until about hmm, 2012, I found myself in the emergency room three to four times a year. And the my gastroenterologist at the time basically said, you know, Lucy, it's time that we remove two feet of your colon. And I I was not ready for that. And so at that time, I sought out a alternative medical practitioner, his name was Dr. Spates, Clarendon Hills. And that's when my journey really turned around and I got turned on to the idea of alternative medicine and not only alternatives such as herbs um, and changing my diet completely, but how our thoughts actually affect our physiology. And that was a wake up call for me. So I I really turned my life around at that time and did, you know, herbs and um, started to kind of dabble in this alternative Way of living, you know. I I became an avid meditator. Uh, I had to kind of clean up some things in my life that were no longer working for me, that were affecting my emotions, that were affecting my gut health. So, yes, it is all tied together. And mm-hmm. the same thing with with mental health. You know, people will come to me and complain of. Uh, constant migraines or tinnitus or uh, gastro issues. And that's an indicator for me that something is off emotionally, whether it's repressed or suppressed emotions, or something currently happening in, in their lives that they may be very consciously aware of. Uh, it's, it's all tied together, Tamara. It really mm. is. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I love the little um, nudges that your physical body gives when you're struggling with something emotionally or mentally. And so, yeah, if you listen and you pay attention, it gives you so many signs on which direction to go. And it's really pretty neat.
1: Yes. Yes. hundred yes. percent.
0: So, so I know you use, um, a variety of modalities. Tell me about how you use hypnotherapy in your practice.
1: Oh, that's, I would love to talk about that. Um, I'm a huge fan of the subconscious mind and um, science tells us that the subconscious mind is in the driver's seat. It is 90% of our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. And even Albert Einstein was quoted, we cannot solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created the problem. And so this is where hypnosis comes into play because hypnotherapy can access our subconscious mind and bring that subconscious mind on board. Here's this word alchemy again, and and alchemize with our conscious mind to really help facilitate change. And I use hypnosis 95% of the time with my clients, not, not right away. It has to be, uh, sort of introduced and talked about. And, and I really want my clients to be educated about the hypnosis process. Uh, it's, you know, nothing to be afraid of. It's a very relaxed state and we're simply using symbols and words that resonate with each individual person to again, bring that subconscious mind on board to help facilitate whether you're dealing with trauma or you want to create a new habit change or addictions. It's multi purpose, you know, to the nth degree, it it can really be implemented for any type of physical as well as emotional challenge that someone may be going through
0: hmm I'm a big advocate for um, smoking cessation. Many, many years ago, I was working in human resources and I organized a smoking cessation clinic with a hypnotherapist. And I ended up bringing the card home to my dad, who I was living with at the time. And I just said, if you ever want to quit smoking, here's a resource for you. And without telling me, he went ahead and made an appointment and he um, went through the process and a couple weeks went by and I didn't notice any changes because I didn't know I didn't know he did that. And so um, he says to me, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe you haven't noticed a major change that I've made. And I just kept looking at him and I'm like, did you get a haircut? Have you lost a couple pounds? Did you get some new clothes? What's different? And um, sure enough, he's like, I quit smoking two weeks ago. And um, it was just so amazing. And I have to say it really stuck for him. And after... Being a smoker for probably over 20 years, it worked for him and he never smoked again. So I, that's amazing,
1: amazing. And I have heard more stories and with some of my own clients as well, even for, for weight loss or easing anxiety symptoms or boosting energy. It's really a miraculous tool that I have in, in my toolbox to help people out. It's great. I'm glad your your father benefited from that.
0: Yeah, that was really amazing. So, what are some other modalities that you use at Lifespark?
1: Well, I um, use something called Quantum Touch, which is breath work. Basically, it's using um, my own breathing technique. It's it's a technique um, called Quantum Touch. Uh, I forgot the founder's name. Ah, that escapes me. I took this course about mm, six years ago. Um, I sort of kind of made it my own where I do this quantum touch method. Um, Let's say, for example, someone has a pain in their shoulder and um, their their teenage son is, is really driving them up. It's basically... I'm sort of like a a detective finding that connection between what's going on in their lives and the pain point in their body and how that's connected. So the quantum touch method is utilizing breath work, um, directive energy work, um, opening up the client's chakra system and directing energy and healing light to whatever physical pain that they're feeling or emotional pain that's currently happening in their lives to facilitate healing. So again, you know, I can go back to uh, Einstein. He's my hero. (laughs) He And he even was quoted as saying, I'm paraphrasing here, but in all reality, all we are is light frequencies. Nothing is solid, including our bodies. We are this big jumble of of sound frequency and light frequency. And when any of that is out of balance, whether physically or mentally, um, these energy modalities can go in and rebalance your own personal sound and light frequency to help facilitate healing. So that's what the quantum touch does. It will go in and rebalance that light that's off the sound that's off to to get you back in balance and then we incorporate the talk therapy to further deepen the experience and to further deepen the healing for the client Mm.
0: i love that because it's a passive and an active healing process
1: yes that's a really great way to put it yes indeed
0: Mm mm-hmm can you, can you tell us a story about somebody that you worked with who, you know, had a problem that, you know, some of our listeners may have someday in their life and how you worked with that person to heal them?
1: Absolutely. Um, there's a client of mine who came to mind immediately. She was a woman um, about 62 years of age and she had chronic tinnitus, chronic, horrible, debilitating ringing in her ears, both ears. And I did two or three sessions of traditional talk therapy with her to find out her childhood, uh, current events, her own um, children, her ex-husband, and, you know, just to get a general sense of what she was experiencing in her life at the present moment. And through our conversations, she said something to me out loud, which struck me immediately. And she said to me, Lucy, I just can't hearing family anymore. So, okay, at that point, uh, the light bulb went off for me. And I started to make the connection and worked with her so she could see this connection as well that her emotions and her, her anger towards her family was literally contributing to tinnitus and the pain in her ears because she did not want to listen to them anymore. Um, and so at, at that point I did quantum touch, I did Reiki, I did some sound frequency healing we did probably three to four more sessions and after that she told me the ringing went down to about from a level 10 to about a level two and she was just thrilled and she had to do some homework uh, regarding uh, speaking honestly with her family and here you know it's all connected when we suppress what we want to say And we keep suppressing over the years it it can contribute to diseases in the body uh and so it basically comes down to being honest and it's it's really scary to be honest with people and with our loved ones and honest with ourselves sometimes we don't even know what we want or who we are or you know we're in a, a phase of life transition and things are changing and we're confused. But once we can gain that clarity of being honest, that's when the miracles start happening, and the real change can occur.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true in midlife, especially, you know, once we have raised our children, and we're recreating who we are, um, you know, we have to make this leap into the future. You know, it's hard to have one Hand in the past and one hand in the future, you know, you just can't live that way. And so, yeah, you have to make this transition, and you know, that's probably, um, you know, caused her a lot of frustration that you know she was maybe moving away from being so hands-on and so engaged and needed to create some space. Um, And that's really that you were able to heal her.
1: Yeah, and she didn't know how because she had. Uh, being the role of wife and mother for 40 years. And right, as you say, it's scary to let go of something that we've had for so long, this role that we have played in our lives. That's exactly right. And when she was able to see that connection, things really started and she was able to get the courage to speak her truth to her family, talk about her needs, set boundaries, and the tinnitus basically cleared up for her after that.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, I hope people will start talking about some of their experiences more readily because I think we, um, we all are gonna go through some form of this transition. And um, the more that we can you know, hear other people's story, the more we can see ourselves in that and uh, maybe get unstuck quicker. Um, So I love
1: that you shared that. Yes, yes. And I'll I'll tell you back to my own um, issue with diverticulitis. It happened right after the birth of my second child. He was about five months old when I had my first attack. Um, And in hindsight, as I started working with um, this doctor in Clarendon Hills and doing work, I, I had a real problem with motherhood. And I, I was not processing the amount of energy and mental fortitude that it took to be a mother. Um, and that, that was that connection with my yellow chakra in my intestinal area. I just didn't want to have to deal with it. I didn't know how to be a mother. Um, and that was the connection for me to start my healing process with that diverticulitis, um, you know, learning meditation, learning to love my intestines—as crazy as that sounds—but uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's the number one thing is is getting clear. on when you can make that connection, whether it's through talk therapy or through the energy work or a combination of the both, when you have that clarity of okay, this is the deal this is how my emotions are affecting my physical health and vice versa. And now you have the power to change. And that's what I really like what I do, not like really love about what I do and can see this real change that's happening in clients. Um, you know, even clients dealing with trauma and addictions, many of this stems from childhood, uh, unprocessed, repressed feelings that were never acknowledged in adolescence, right? And and using that talk therapy to to uncover that.
0: Mm -hmm. I think our generation has an opportunity um, that may be unique. I remember when I graduated from college, and I would go home, you know, to visit for a holiday or what have you. I always felt that I went back into the role I had played in my family when I was younger, that they didn't see me as the grown up version of myself. They saw me as the child and um, I was very aware of it. And so I was like, OK, gosh, I can't wait to get back to my own apartment where I get to be my grown up self again. And... Um, I think because we are the ones who have now gone back and tried to deal with those childhood experiences as adults, maybe we can do a, a better job of seeing our own adult children for the, the tr- transformed person that they became, you know, so they won't um, have yeah. quite as many.
1: Oh, I mean, the biggest gift a parent could give not only young children, but adult children is The freedom to be themselves and to take away our own expectations, our own desires for them. Everyone is on their own journey, Um, but you know it's a challenge. And and I go back to that that subconscious piece of us is is almost programmed like a computer from birth to ten years old. We are literally programmed by our own family of origin, and you know we know that our own parents were not perfect and they sort of brought their own type of experiences and, and maybe baggage into how they parented us, right? So that's why back to the hypnosis is we can really get to that core sort of narrative, that theme of your life um, that's playing out in the subconscious mind to kind of course correct and not only heal ourselves, but project to, project honestly to our adult children, right? And let them be their own person. And to your point, you know, I'm a huge fan of everything is evolving. Every single moment, every single second of the day, we are in constant flux and we never see it. We don't see a blade of grass growing. We don't see our flowers, you know, growing every day. And that's how i feel humanity is we can look back a thousand years and to to think that we would talk on a cell phone we people would think you were you were insane um but everything is is evolving and when, when we embrace that and can learn from it and learn to kind of flow with this evolution of humanity and and check in with our own sort of narratives that that no longer works for us and and change that that just creates a whole trickle down effect into humanity for the better where we can become that that loving person that unconditional supportive person not only for our friends and family but for all of humanity right just embracing and being mindful of of what is Mm -hmm. and sort of deprogramming ourselves from what we learned from our own parents and childhood. And I think that's the wave of, of the future. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm babbling here.
0: No, that's great. It's making, <laughs> it's, I wanted to share that one of the things that I'm doing is um, I'm listening on audio tape to a book called The Artist's Way. Are you familiar oh! with that? Okay, Tamara, I have this. I could reach over right now and grab my
1: Artist's Way workbook. Absolutely. I did uh, Julia Cameron, correct?
0: Correct. Yep.
1: Yes. So I did her work when it was first published, I want to say mid-90s. And about a year ago during the COVID lockdown, I was feeling very disconnected from myself. And in a meditation, I, I was... I heard, re- literally heard a voice pick up the artist's way. And so I had ordered it, reordered it on Amazon. I got the book, got the workbook. It It is amazing. Amazing. We should do touch. this together.
0: We should do this we together. We should. I, I, I'm listening to the book to begin with, and then I do have the workbook as well. And um, what I was going to say is I just think this idea of the unconscious again um, she recommends for people who don't know this um, this technique that you do morning pages. and she asks you to to write free write with your hand, not type, but write out three pages of kind of a morning dump from your sleep. So whatever's on your mind when you wake up, um just get it down on paper, get it out of your head. and um, and that over time, if you do these morning pages, you will start to see themes, and you know things will become clear on. Maybe directions you want to go or things you want to resolve. Um, and it unleashes your creativity, which is really beautiful. Um, and then she has a second thing that she recommends, which is also really cool. And it's these little artist dates that you might have with yourself. And so it's this opportunity to get out into the world and go do something alone that you normally might do with a friend or a partner. But when you do it alone, you get to see it with your own eyes, with your own experience. And again, it can ignite this creativity um, and allow you to get to know yourself on a new level. And um, I just think that, gosh, those are two simple things. You know, take yourself to a movie, take yourself to a museum, maybe on a long walk in the woods. um, Sit down with a piece of paper and doodle and see what comes out of that. There's so many different aspects. um, This time alone, Um, we're so used to being together all the time, but spending time alone can be you know help us reveal things about ourselves that we maybe haven't been paying attention to
1: oh absolutely i i funny you mentioned the artist date last week my artist date was on lake michigan and i took myself and the captain of a sailboat and it had to be a sailboat i don't know why where this was coming from but i thought i want to be on a sailboat and i want to be on lake michigan so i chartered a a 35 foot sailboat for two hours, and I sat at the very, is it the bow, the front of the boat, and I literally was in a zen state for the entire two hours, taking in the skyline of Chicago and and the water, and it, it was so therapeutic, so therapeutic to do that. Um, amazing, amazing experience. I would highly recommend everybody to give this book a try It's called the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron and these artist dates don't have to be elaborate like you said you know go to the the Van Gogh at Oakbrook or go take a walk or whatever it is just spend a week by yourself and you'll be really surprised about how good you will feel and you know the inspiration that might come to you and I want to make you know another point regarding, sort of being alone but also unplugging from technology Oy. i mean i i tell every single client i don't care if they are 12 years old or 82 years old turn your phone off especially at night the, the, the cell phone the science that's coming out lately with how technology and specifically cell phone and and EMFs and and 5G, whether you believe it or not, it's affecting our own bioenergetic field. And these rates of anxiety and depression, the correlation, not causation, although I do have my own opinion on that, the correlation between the advent of, of cell phone usage from, you know, starting, let's say, around 2000, year 2000, to now, and the relationship of rates of anxiety and depression off the charts, off the charts. So really, if anyone's listening, the, the first thing you can do to help yourself to to lower your anxiety, to lower your depression, to, to get better sleep is turn that phone off when the sun goes down. And I'm not even talking airplane mode, I'm talking off. And if you dare so unplug your home Wi-Fi completely, Try it for a couple of weeks and I can guarantee you, I'll go out out on a limb and say guarantee you that your anxiety, stress, depression, sleeping issues will be reduced in half. Mm-hmm. In half.
0: I know. And this is a big thing for me too. I, I'm always telling people the bedroom should be a sacred space. Um, We have never, ever had a TV in our bedroom. We don't keep our cell phones in our bedroom at night. And I want people to realize, you know, if you're using your cell phone as an alarm clock and you have it on your nightstand right next to your bed, that it's downloading all night long right next to your brain. And it's really unsafe. And so, you know, it's really important to, you know, take those technology pieces away from where you're sleeping um, and to, you know, honor the bedroom as a place to be quiet. I always say it's for sleeping and for intimacy, um, if you have a partner. Um, and so I just want people to, to, you know, allow themselves the rest, um, really deep restorative rest.
1: I could not agree more with you. I'm shaking my head. Yes. I can't stop shaking my head here. Uh, <laughs> so right on, so right on. And, uh, it's unfortunate the the Verizons and the Sprints and the T Mobiles of the world they absolutely don't want to hear this, uh, but that that is the truth that we need breaks, digital detoxes uh, regularly, daily. Even doing you know a thirty day de- digital detox of only looking at your phone for twenty minutes a day, right, will go a long way to restoring your mental health.
0: Mm -hmm. They even say with the screen, like if every I believe it's every hour to look away into the horizon, um, you know, like maybe the corner of the room or out a window to give yourself the far sight um, is really, really helpful for concentration and to relieve the stress on your eyes um, from looking at a screen all day long. So for those people who are required to use a screen for their their work. It's great to take these little breaks.
1: Right. And even um, I recommended to my teenage clients the, um, the blue blocker glasses when they're up late at night, working on homework, working on their computer, at least to cut down that blue glare because that blue light is so stimulating to the brain and these kids are not sleeping they're getting more increased anxiety. So even doing that yeah. and the blue blockers. Uh, will go a long
0: way to help as well. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Yeah. And l- let's talk about um, another fun thing that you're doing is women's circles.
1: Yes, 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 yes. So uh, every month on the full moon of the month, I have a group of women and we do a drumming circle. And uh, we celebrate our femininity together collectively we drum drumming uh studies show has been extremely for reducing anxiety and depression it's very primal uh and that collective of collective experience and talking connecting uh feeling the energy of that full moon drumming um sharing stories Uh, I typically will ask everyone to bring a, an intention and to write their intention down of something that they want to release from their life, not what they want to get, but something they want to let go of that's no longer serving them. And we have a little bit of a, a ritual. We have the bonfire going and we take turns and we throw our intention into the fire. So symbolically we are burning. We are releasing whatever it is from our life that we no longer want. And then we continue to drum and dance and laugh. And it's really a wonderful time. We do this, uh, as I said, on the full moon of every month, typically from April until October. So I have one more coming up. Uh, next week, I think. I'm going to have to check my calendar on that. Yeah, next week. And then our last one is the Harvest Moon in October, just before Halloween. Um, It's phenomenal. And I I got the inspiration in um, one of my visits to Siesta Key. And they have a spectacular drumming circle at night on the beach. And uh, I participated in that several times. And I thought, you know what, this needs to come back to the western suburbs so I put it together for myself and a group of friends and it's just grown from there uh it's really great I love doing it and I love connecting with with friends and clients and um I'm sorry to say there's there's no men invited it's more (laughs) it's more for women we did we did try to have Uh, husbands and boyfriends and friends come, but the, the whole energy of the drumming circle changed. So I decided to bring it back to, to just women.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, that's really, it's true. You know, um, sometimes we do need the things to be, you know, just sacred for that one purpose. Um, But I think men's circles are really popular now too. I, you know, I know several men who are in uh, church groups or men's groups where they meet early in the morning and they um, use that time to support each other in their job goals and, you know, things that might be on their heart regarding their family or their future or what have you. So um, I think it's okay to, you know, to let those times be just for the, um, that sacred purpose.
1: I agree. Yes. fully.
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. How has your business been impacted by the pandemic?
1: Oh, well, uh, unfortunately uh, for my clients, um, I have been extremely, well, I'm saying this the wrong way. Business-wise, I've never been busier. Um, but it's unfortunate how much this pandemic has affected people, thus causing me to be busier. Uh, I Yeah, I all through 2020, I was um, and then as restrictions let up, I started doing about 50% in person, 50% Zoom calls. And now I'm at about 90% uh, in person, probably 95% in person sessions for my clients. It's very difficult to do the energy work on zoom not that it can't be done it can but there's a lot to be said for you know face-to-face interaction so um i i've had no downtime uh it's been really busy for me so i'm blessed and i'm happy that i can help people out and be there for people who need it
0: Mm-hmm. Would you like to offer maybe one strategy that you're, you are sharing with people on what they can do to, um, you know, feel healthy and safe during this time? Sure. I, I'm
1: actually going to offer two. Um, and we touched on it just a few minutes ago is please turn your cell phone off when the sun goes down. It, it's a ha- It's a ha- to develop, no doubt. Um, And I'm going to throw this into actually the DSM diagnostic uh, manual for diagnosing mental uh, disorders is actually going to be having an internet or electronic addiction added, which will, uh, I think a lot of people will be falling under this category of addictions to technology and you know I get it It, it, it's such an allure it's um, it's a distraction it it takes us away from our own emotions and our own feelings and and then it becomes a habit right it becomes a habit so if I could give advice to anybody is let's cultivate the habit of shutting our phones off at night when our bodies naturally want to And naturally want to get ready for sleep. uh, let's honor that and turn the phone off and put it away. Read a book, you know, talk with, with your family or a friend, or take a bath, take a shower, find a new ritual that you can engage in at night that will bring you quality sleep, which is in turn is going to bring you less anxiety, less depression clarity and more energy so that's the one thing that we can all do is is to take that step to turn our phones off turn our computers off but if you have to use it for work or throw those blue blocker lights on i think you can get them on amazon for 12 bucks right around there um but as soon as you can shut that computer or phone off the other thing i would say is to learn meditation and, and mindfulness. I know mindfulness has kind of been a buzz term uh, for a while now lately. Um, in my opinion, mindfulness is another word for, I don't know, Buddhism, Zen, Zen meditation. Uh, it, it's all about being in the present moment. Um, I, I would highly suggest for people to... Anyone who's suffering from trauma, addiction, depression, anxiety, phase of life transition, everybody from a little child to a grandparent would benefit from learning to meditate for five to 10 minutes a day. And that's all it takes to, to calm down, to be present, to appreciate life um, will go a long way uh, and facilitating that, that sense of peace and calm and focused energy, not amped up energy on, um, caffeine and and red bulls and so forth, but real energy and real focus is learning how to do that meditation and, and learning how to be mindful for just, you know, five to 10 minutes per day. And, you know, we don't know what the next six months is going to bring. Um, it's a very kind of unstable time right now, even though it feels like things are kind of getting back to normal, hopefully. But, right, if we ever get thrown another boomerang with, with COVID or the flu season or whatever's going on in your life, you know, meditation and feeling grounded and feeling mindful for just a short period of time every day will, will pay off 100-fold, in, in feeling peace and calm and kind of feeling more in control of your life.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah, the past is behind us and the future is unknown. So all we really have is the mo- present moment. And yes. um, if we can focus on that, um, we can, you know, feel more at peace.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, Tamara.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, I will put in the show notes how people can connect with you. And, um, I know that, uh, you'll be happy to help them any way that you can. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm just uh, a phone call or a
1: text or an email away for anyone who, who needs help and, and a different direction in their life and maybe wants to heal at a deeper level.
0: I wanted to break in here and ask you a question. Do you enjoy encouraging your friends and family to make healthy choices? I'm looking for partners to join my wellness mission. I love sharing the benefits of eating a whole food diet, supplementing with Juice Plus, and even growing your own veggies with the Tower Garden. I'm not a fan of multivitamins because they don't make use of the whole plant, but instead isolate the nutrients and combine them. Juice Plus uses the fruit and the fibers so you get the benefit of the entire plant in either a capsule or a gummy. Your body knows exactly how to process the nutrients in the same way it does whole food. In fact, if you open a capsule and sample the powder, you can literally taste the fruit and veggies. You may be thinking that you can get all your nutrients from food. That used to be the case when our soils were more fertile. Unfortunately, our dirt is not as nutrient rich as it used to be, so food is less robust. In addition, many people suffer from leaky gut and are unable to absorb nutrients from their food, which means they need to eat more servings than in the past. Juice Plus can help bridge the gap between what we're eating and what we need to eat. Growing your own food can be a really fun way to gain access to more nutrient-rich food. The aeroponic gardening system is simple and affordable. You can grow food outdoors during the warmer weather and indoors using our light kit during colder seasons. Please reach out if you'd like to learn more about partnering with me. It's so simple to share these wonderful products. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you or someone you know is suffering with mental or emotional issues, please consider LifeSpark Counseling and Wellness Center. They have the knowledge and experience to help children, adults, and families reclaim their health and well-being. Lucy and her team specialize in helping clients repair relationships, heal from childhood traumatic experiences, overcome anxiety and depression, and ultimately create the life they've envisioned for themselves. You can connect with the LifeSpark team via Zoom or in person at their wellness center. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone you love and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to all of our episodes. Feel free to leave a comment so we can learn more about you. We're building a community where we can all learn together. Have a wonderful day. Be well.